everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to discuss energy performance of buildings, and we're going to discuss some problem areas and questions that Richard is frequently asked about energy performance. So Richard, the first and most problematic question is, do listed buildings need EPCs? It is very problematic. Shall I give you the background? Yes, please. Well, I mean, the original regulations, the energy performance of buildings, certificates and inspections regulations of 2007 didn't seem to think about and didn't mention any listed buildings or conservation areas. And you've also got to remember it's based on an EU directive and uh, there's a lot of problem areas because um, uh, the directive doesn't always fit in with uh, the law of England and Wales. But uh, then you've got uh, the... Energy performance of buildings regulations of 2012. Again, this is equally applicable to England and Wales, which actually came into force on January the 9th uh, of 2013. And it basically says that uh, you don't need for, well, it doesn't say it in these terms, but listed buildings and also conservation areas don't need to have an EPC if uh, it would, uh, the, the recommendations would unacceptably alter the character or appearance of the uh, the premises the building and everybody jumped on this back in 2013 when large numbers of people came to the conclusion therefore listed buildings and also conservation areas you don't need an EPC but it specifically mentions it's got to unacceptably alter the character or appearance of the building and that's the real question mark and the problem area is kind of an obvious one it's a sort of chicken and egg situation unless you have an EPC you don't know whether you need an EPC for your listed building uh, does that explain some of the background? It certainly does. Well, I well, I'll try and explain it as best I can. Um, the Ministry of Housing, um, or the Ministry for Leveling Up, as they've now become, and also Historic England, uh, produced lots of guidance on this, and um, it's not 100% clear cut. What they basically suggest is that you should have some sort of draft pre-EPC EPC to see whether you need an EPC in the future, which uh, is not the most sensible way of going around with legislation. And when the Ministry of Housing's guidance, for instance, says that You know, if you are told in your EPC, not that you have to comply with the EPC subject to what I might just mention shortly. Uh, If you're told in the EPC that you've got to replace all the original windows with double glazed UPVC windows, you replace the front door and you put in sort of external flues or you you know, sort of external uh, insulation and likes, you're probably going to unacceptably alter the appearance. So you wouldn't need an EPC. But if it's something like, changing your fuel supply or even your boiler or changing the light bulbs that's not going to unacceptably alter the appearance and so you do need an EPC but it's you know it's very difficult to actually you know be certain and what is suggested a lot of people are suggesting that uh, you know rather than just mess around with some pre-EPC EPC you may as well just have an EPC so that's the answer it's got to unacceptably alter the character or appearance before you're exempt so what's the significance of not having an EPC if required? I said the EPC never requires you to actually do the work, but there are major problems primarily in relation to leaseholds. If you well, one, if you don't have an EPC, I mean local authority can fine you. I've never seen an example of local authorities fining, but it's not to say it won't happen in the future. Uh, but the major problems are if uh, you intend to lease out the premises, commercial or residential. Because uh, since April of 2018, then uh, if you're going to lease out a few, quite a few exceptions, which I won't bore you with now, but uh, a premises for, for less than 99 years and, and six or more years, 
they need to comply with minimum energy efficiency standards came in on April the 1st that year. As you may appreciate, the minimum energy efficiency standards at the moment is at least E-rated. But, uh, I might just expand on that a little bit shortly. And if you don't, uh, again, you can be fined. Now, you don't have to comply with the, the minimum energy efficiency standards if you're exempt from having an e, uh, needed an EPC. So if you decide that I don't need an EPC from a listed building, you've got an exemption, but if you get it wrong, you could be fined. The alternative is if you decide you do need an EPC, there is something called the uh, PRS exemption register, which is get in touch with the Department of Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy and their website and you apply for an exemption. And there are various exemptions, for instance, where wall insulation exemption, it'll alter the appearance of the building. So you need to go think about going down one of those two routes. There's also an exemption for residential properties if there's a, a cost value of greater than three and a half thousand pounds to do the work. But you have to apply for this PRS exemption. Incidentally, it's only lasts for five years and it's personal. It's actually under commercial property standard inquiries and when you purchase, have you got the uh, exemptions and can we see the basis and what you got your exemptions? I think on occasion it should be a residential inquiry. And also, if you did need an EPC or if you let out and it wasn't uh, E-rated or above, then you can't serve a valid Section 21 notice in England. Uh, so you can't show sort of the shorthold ground for possession. So you're in sort of no-win situation, really, with listed buildings and conservation areas. We either would decide that we don't need an EPC, and therefore we go ahead and sort of market the premises, or we do need an EPC and we need to get an exemption. It's nonsensical legislation. So, Richard, what's the future for minimum energy efficiency standards? Well, originally back in April of 2018, it wasn't retrospective. It's now retrospective you know, for pre-April 2018 premises in relation to residential has been since April 2020. And it's due to come retrospective for non-domestic premises in 2023, April 2023. The government is saying, and this seems to be something that they're going to go ahead with, there's actually a private member's bill in front of Parliament at the moment, which may or may not get somewhere, whereby the government wants to reduce the energy rating for domestic premises before you can let out minimum energy efficiency standard would have to be at least C rating. That would be 2025. And then by 2028, it will become retrospective for non-domestic. They are still consulting on non-domestic premises. But uh, the proposal, and it is just a proposal, is uh, by April 2027, you'd have to have at least a C-rated premises before you let out commercial non-domestic premises. And by April 2030, at least B-rated which will change people's jobs. It's also, incidentally, April 2030, I think, that comes in. That's the day I retire. But anyway, that's the future. Interesting. So do holiday lets need EPCs? Yeah, this won't take as long, but um, this was never made clear in the original legislation. But, uh, you know, again, it's important because, obviously, if you do need an EPC, you also need to comply with the minimum energy efficiency standards. The government guidance, which is non-legally binding, says that uh, if you are letting out on a holiday let for less than four months in any one-year period, a combined letting out, then you don't need one. And if it's a license, a genuine license, as opposed to a lease, you don't need one. Something I get asked a lot in some parts of the country, obviously, more than others, but that seems to be the case there. Oh, thank you. So finally, do you need an EPC on a lease renewal? 
Again, this won't take too long. There's nothing in the actual legislation on this. We just based it on the guidance and it doesn't square nicely with the legislation. I, I get asked this by a lot of commercial property, not just lawyers, but surveyors. What the guidance says, and it's not necessarily, you know, again, legally binding, but this is what I'd assume. If it's non-domestic on a lease renewal, including 54 landlords and tenant act when you'll need an EPC and you'd need to comply with the minimum energy efficiency standards where appropriate, but uh, not for domestic. Okay, thanks, Richard. Is there anything else? That's about it. As I say it's we need we need a complete overhaul. The government there was a white paper we produced, but we need a complete overhaul. It's never fitted nicely in relation to well English and Welsh property law. Thank you, Richard, for another very informative session. Well, thank you very much. Until next time. You have been listening to another episode of Conveyancing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy conveyancing professionals, brought to you by Lawshore Insurance, the UK's leading provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk where you can download recent conference recordings. Thank you.